We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Get your popcorn ready! Welcome to Get Your Popcorn Ready Podcast. It's your host, Hatch, with my boy, T.O. What's happening? We got a virtual, another virtual Zoom show coming to you on Get Your Popcorn Ready today. We got our man Cameron Jordan coming in this building today, boy. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I, 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 I've heard Cameron Jordan's uh, name, you know, quite a bit. You know, I know he's a very charismatic, fashionable guy. Um, mm-hmm. I know he's, I, I know he's a funny guy. Uh, he's one of those guys that's just, you know, I know him to just keep the energy, to keep the locker room yeah. loose. Uh, he's one of those guys. But when he's on that field, uh, he balls out. Yeah, he a dog. And, you know, I got to know his dad, Steve Jordan, who was a Minnesota Vikings tight end. So I got to know him. Oh, okay. That. Um, again, but that's when he was living back in Minnesota. Then he moved to uh, Chandler, Arizona, uh, where he finished his high school career. Um, but again, he was a first rounder coming out from Cal. And these last, he's going on his 10th season. and He's been doing his thing. Of course, a lot of people right. hear and listen about the other defensive ends, the Von Millers and Khalil Max of the world. But yeah, he's definitely putting up sacks, putting up numbers, and shoot, putting up them contract numbers too. Because the man just got paid last yeah, hey, year. You know what I'm saying? Let's do it. Let's go, Cameron Jordan, coming to Get Your Popcorn Ready Podcast. And don't forget to subscribe on the Himalaya app or wherever you get your podcast. No doubt. Sharing is caring. And don't forget, you can also, every Tuesday, we come out with a new show on the on the Himalaya app. But also Thursday, we have the, the YouTube version that comes out as well. And this is Tara Lonson. You can also uh, subscribe on my YouTube channel as well. So uh, not only just subscribe on the Himalaya app or wherever you get your podcast apps, but don't forget to subscribe on YouTube. Yee! Get your popcorn ready podcast. Coming to the stage, Cameron Jordan. Well, shoot, welcome to Get Your Popcorn Ready Podcast. It's your host, Hatch, and my boy, T. Reezy. Is in the oh, building. Special I'm guest today, Cameron, Cameron Jordan, New Orleans Saints, defensive end, five-time Pro Bowler, first team All-Pro, two-time second team All-Pro. You going, you going on another one this year? Go get, go get another Pro Bowl this year? What, what are we doing in 2020, brother? I'm, you know, I appreciate all personal accolades. I appreciate putting together this career through, you know, this last nine years. Mm-hmm. I need a Super Bowl. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I'm here to climb the mountain, be at the top of the mountain. I, I, I've been climbing for for nine years now. I done okay. got close. I done hey, felt some hey, of the air. First need- of all, th- talking about climbing the mountain, you guys were really, y'all, y'all was at the top of the mountain. But I, I, I'll say it for you. The ref knocked y'all right off the top of the mountain. Uh, <laughs> so we'll so we'll we'll put this thing in reverse two years. So get your popcorn ready. Um, hmm. I know I came out. I was very vocal um, about the situation with the the non call of, of the defensive back hitting the, the the receiver. Obviously, well before the ball got to him. And then you guys, obviously, like I said, you guys, honestly, y'all had already punched y'all ticket to the Super Bowl. Y'all literally, y'all had punched the ticket and they unpunched it when you talk right. about the, the non-call with the refs. And then you fast forward to, to this year. Do you feel that it was a letdown for you guys this year considering obviously, obviously playing this year, that would have been motivation to get back to the Super Bowl, but obviously you guys came up short this year. Do you feel like it was a bit big letdown personally and then as a team 
and then really as a city because I, I, I just felt like you guys were going to get back there this year based on what happened the year prior. Absolutely. Uh, you talk about what happened, you know, shoot, three years ago, starting with the Minnesota Miracle. We were just like, mm. young, like a young team. We yeah. were one of the younger teams. Like, look, we done drafted three, you know, three starting D or two starting DBs and a, you know, defensive end and a linebacker. Like we, we brought in uh, AJ Klein. It was like, yo, we've got, we've got this young defense that we haven't really figured out. We go in and we're like, oh, shit, snaps. We went from 7-9, 7-9, 7-9 to a playoff caliber team. And we, we, you know, we out here fighting to the next mm-hmm. year. Leading in, we go all the way to this NFC Championship game, and it's like it's, it was our game to lose. And of course, you know, we uh, we ended up tricking that off late in there. You can't ever, you know, at some point we were up there by two touchdowns. Yeah. When you work with a team, you got to continue, you know, putting your foot on their throat and finish them off. When you don't, you allow an element to happen. And so it's Man. like, and it stewed the entire offseason. Like, yo, this this year going to be different. And it felt different right. in the locker room. I mean, we was going through, you know, we went through the ringer. Like, we started off with Dallas and Houston. You know, we, we went through everybody and was out there. We, we, we whooped the entire AFC South. You know, we snacked, <laughs> you, you know, whoever whoever it was that was in our way. Uh, we went to the Niners game and ended up, you know, everybody was banged up from that game. I don't even know if the Niners won their next game because we, was, we <laughs> right. was in a battle. That was a battle battle. Dog fight. Yeah. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Was one of those, like, damn, like, our offensive line went down. One of our offensive line went down. One of their offensive line goes down. One of their defensive line goes down. One of our defensive line goes down. It was like mm. everybody was out there taking licks. And at the end of the game, one of those games, you're like, yo, we're battle-tested. Like, we knew we could capitalize and we ended up not. But it's like we're we're still trending upwards. Like, everybody's on fire on all cylinders. Like, it's going to take – you know, it's going to take a shootout for us to even be, you know, to even show any flaws. So, you know, we go into the playoffs and it's like, all right, well, we're 12 and four. How do we not get a, a one or two seed? Yeah. You know, that's just the way that things shape. We're going to have to, you know, go ahead and we beat whoever is in front of us. Minnesota comes in there, you know, and we, we're up again. We're up. And we shouldn't, again, when you're ever up, we know we can't let anybody close. So mm-hmm. that happened. It's like, like all you all you can do is kick yourself in the ass. Like you knew not to let anything get close. Yeah. We go we go to you know overtime and it's like all right it's like all right you can put whoever you can dink dunk do all that other stuff like you're not crossing this goal line we are gonna give the ball back to Drew and you know do whatever it was like you know you can argue that there was push off all this other shit we didn't capitalize on our opportunities you know Marshawn mm-hmm. Marshawn Lattimore goes down late in the game it's like you know we we you go man in man out um, mm-hmm. you sort of missing your top dog corner so. You, know, you can't make excuses. This is something you have to deal with. Yeah. Now, you, now it's directly into the offseason. You're sitting there just as a team, like, like don't deflate. And you send that yeah. text out, like, T.O., you know what it is. Like, you send out the group message, like, hey, bro, keep your head up. This is something we got. I'm getting back text messages, like, bro, I'm already in the gym. I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. we don't the same right, right. thing. Yeah. Like, right, right. It's like, he's like, bro, I just, I just did finish my workout yesterday. Like, bro, it's, it's Tuesday. Like, we just played Sunday. Like, you already right. working out. Like, you know, I talked to my guy, Craig Robertson. He was like, he's like, man, he's like, I just want to get home so I can start training. Like, now. Like, guys are on the same right. page. I'm talking to, the, you know, the young kids be like, man, like, I don't know how we lose that game. You know, you talk to a rookie, like, bro, beyond that game, think about how yep. much you grew this one season. Yep. I mean, with right, that same right. mentality. Like, ain't no more sophomore slumps. Mm-hmm. Ain't no more. Like, we don't have time or room right. for you to be like, you know, what was me? Like, you don't, you don't right. have no idea what it's like to have been a part of this Saints team for as long as I've been a part of it. I've been I've been here for nine years. I've yeah. been a part of the historically worst defense in the mm. NFL. Like, you don't know what it's like when cover, your corners can't cover slants, posts, <laughs> drags, lines. Like, you don't know right. the shit I've been through. So, yeah, right. you know, we've grown so much. Keep that same mentality. Keep that chip on your shoulder. Like, my kid's going to be here until we win a Super Bowl beyond that. Mm-hmm. Right. So how do – how does uh, one speaking of yourself and the team? But I know that's that's impulse. Like right after the season, your juices, the energy is still there. And then, like I said, how do you and yourself? I consider you're a leader on the team. How do you guys keep that energy? Because that's that's impulse to to have that right immediately after a loss like that. Knowing, uh, to be honest, this, you would think that third time's a charm because I forgot about the Music City Miracle thing. I forgot about that. Minnesota miracle, miracle, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's what I meant. The minute, Yeah, whatever whatever it was. Um, I, I forgot about the Minnesota, what did I say? 
Music, Music City. That's no. the Tennessee Titans one. Right, right, exactly. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. right, exactly. So I forgot about the Minnesota thing. Obviously, uh, Stefan did catch that walk-off thing. And then, then obviously, you guys come back and then you guys get eliminated by the refs of none calling in last year. You know, I watched that game. And I was, like I said, I was rooting for you guys because I openly came out and defended you guys with the whole blown call with the refs. But then I was like, oh, my gosh, you know, I want to see if they're going to get back because – I wanted to see you guys kind of get redemption because I felt like mm-hmm. that Super Bowl was taken away from you guys. But then I saw that call, and then I'm like, and I saw some games prior to that, some playoff games prior to that. So again, should that, should that, yeah, you can't blame the game on one play, but and I, and essentially that call right there cost you guys the game because he literally, like he, he legitimately pushed off. That was a pi, and I'm, a, and I'm, a, I'm. A, I'm a I'm an offensive guy, you know. What I mean? right. I'm an offensive. Oh, it was guy. Hey, it was big. It was full extension. Like we talk about. Yeah, right. My yeah. boss called me like he's like they wouldn't even let that go back in the nineties. How did they let that go now? <laughs> exactly, and that's why yeah. I don't like you know when you have referees. They should still they should exercise the integrity of the game, regardless if if it's the last second of the uh, of the game, it's the last play of the game. You should be able to call what you see, and and like I said instill and install that integrity regardless. I, I don't care what what backlash you may get. That's a call that needs to be made. So you can't just ideally like put it in the player's hand to, to make a play when a player, offensive player, is gaining advantage to catch a touchdown to again send you guys home. So that's a that's the third time. So you would think that third times are the charm, but obviously it wasn't the case. So back to my original question is that impulse well, obviously, like you said, you got you calling guys, the guys texting each other two days after the game. They're talking about they're in the gym. But again, that's impulse. How do you guys keep that energy now, especially with the COVID-19 situation happened? Everybody's you guys have Zoom meetings, this and that and the other. You guys are uncertain about the season, how it's going to play off. And now you got to figure out, OK, when is the season going to start? You know how you guys are going to kind of collectively get back. And then if the season is going to be played with or without fans. So how do you now, we're talking about now, keep that energy to get you guys back. Obviously, you got to win the regular season, get yourselves in position to make the playoffs, win those playoffs games, and ultimately get to the Super Bowl. Perfect. So before I go, you know, Broad, what is my teammates doing? You know, focus on what what I'm doing. So right after Super Bowl, you know, I had a, a minor core surgery injury. Um, so I got I got a quick little quick little fix. Um, I, I shouldn't say quick little fix. It took like eight weeks to rehab that thing, right? Eight right. To, mm-hmm. Like an eight to eleven week, week rehab, and yet I'm still rehabbing. But I'm in, so I'm allowed in the facility. I have access to my trainers. I've got access to, uh, you know, weight room. I've got access to the field. So I'm getting all the work that I normally would get in the OTAs. I started that in February, March. Gotcha. So mm-hmm. you know what's what's been a, a blessing for me is I have the ability to still get getting the uh, building every day. Uh, and with that, you know, I've got, you know, two of my defensive ends that, you know, my, my young bull Marcus Davenport and then my uh, other kid, uh, Trey Hendrickson, who who had shoulder surgeries. So they're sort of in there, too. So now yep. as we're getting healthier, now we're on the field, we're doing work and we're pushing each other. So now it's like it's like real personal competitions here. So yeah. if anything, I'm yeah. be at the top of my game ready. I'm, I'm damn near season ready. And we're for this three months out, two months yeah. out. Yeah. Like I'm probably more ready this year than I have been any other year. Cause you normally, you know, if you're not, if we didn't have this pandemic, we didn't have this COVID, everybody knows like athletes travel in the off season. Like this is, that's the main time where, you know, I'm across to, to Greece where I'm, I'm headed towards, you know, Beijing where I'm going, probably not ever going back to China now, but <laughs> <laughs> not so now. I am in France. Italy's probably nixed off the map for a couple of years too. You know, like, you know, mm-hmm. but Normally, guys travel in the offseason. Normally, guys eat really well in the offseason. Like, mm-hmm. you know, that's where you're going to catch your, your flex picks. You know, everybody like me, wifey, at, mm-hmm. you know, at, a, at a steakhouse. And it's steaks and lobsters and it's wine. It's like all this, you know, yeah. extravagant meals. And we've been we've been in the house. You mm-hmm. know, so it, it's been me on me on the kitchen top. Like, I'm out here, you know, I'm out here making food. So you see me, I'm, I'm eating nothing but what I know. So I'm eating chicken, fish, you know, the, the greens, everybody like. Staying everybody, healthy. Kids catching the, the real meals like ain't no you know yeah. ain't no butter nothing ain't no sauce this it's olive oil base it's you know it's the it's nice. the air pressure it's whatever it is mm-hmm. but it's way healthier like you ain't uber so, eating when you're getting hungry right, you like right. yo so you, real yeah, so you have you have no excuse 
But like I said, obviously you got a head start uh, with their rehab and obviously, you know, preparing for the season, obviously with the injury. So you're saying, and this is uh, something came to mind when you just mentioned all this with the non-traveling, all, you know, everybody pretty much quarantining, staying at home, hopefully staying in shape. So what I'm thinking league-wide, this should probably be the most competitive year possible because you got a lot of guys not doing the extracurricular activities, you know, taxing their bodies. Everybody should be, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't <laughs> think everybody, everybody ain't going to be as focused as Cam, though. I, I, I just can't see the people I know. They're not working out. They're not, like you said, eating right at home during this time. I don't I don't see a lot of people doing that. And again, Cam going into it. No, I, I stayed ready. Don't get it twisted. I, you, <laughs> I stayed ready. You're the one that took all them months off after the season. I got right oh, back into the gym. Absolutely. So, so any, no, right, no, absolutely, I, I, I know. Being the Hall of Famer that I am. I had somebody to lay out the blueprint for my success. You can't Jerry didn't take, take two months off. Jerry didn't that take two months off. We're two different people. Jerry well, so, and Jerry, T-O-T-O. T -O. But the thing is, I knew that I can't burn candles on both ends, bro. You got to allow your body to rest. Much as you tax it. Cam, you, you didn't let up, your body. So, but Cam got, got back in the gym he, two days, two, three days after the season. That's right, what we're saying. What, do you do you not take some time off to rest your body? Every, you put oh, it? yeah. Every year beforehand, it's definitely like you take a month or, I mean, to some point, two, to like you, you got to rest your mind to get your body right. Like you need Thank like you, you have Thank to step you. away from football because after 16 weeks, 17 weeks, you be out there broken. You be sitting mm, in bed like, mm -hmm. and my back why, hurt. My, I don't even remember my back hurt. Why does my neck hurt? Um, <laughs> one shot my I foot, took. my ankle, That's my knee, saying. my hip, yeah, everything. My back, my neck, my neck and my yeah, back. Yeah, my neck hey, and my hey, back. Hey, Cam. Hey, Cam. That's why we are as great as we are. You know what I mean? That's why oh, we're great. Guy. You know what I mean? That's why Cam, don't, we, Cam, that's don't let him say we, we fool. We don't. Hey, don't don't listen to him, Cam. Don't don't even listen to that, dog. How many Pro Bowls you made? You got under your belt, Cam? Five. I got five. Okay, ask him how many he has. Ash, what you exactly. Exactly. This ain't about me, Cam. I know. I, I get it. We, we just <laughs> about me, dog. Hey, so I'm I, so I'm intrigued. And obviously, we we're gaining listeners and followers, you know, every week. And so we've been doing this for about 18 weeks, 18 weeks or so uh, now. So we have people that sometimes we bring guests on. Obviously, football fans, they know who you are. But let's let's introduce, tell people who is Cam Jordan. What made Cam Jordan who he is today for you know, some of the listeners out there that, that 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 don't know who you are? Yeah, so you know, growing up, of course, my pops played in the league for 13 years, uh Minnesota tight end, uh Steve Jordan, uh six-time Pro Bowler. I mean, that's that's a chip right there. You you growing up yeah. and like you know, you you just want to play football, everybody's looking at you like, damn, that's Steve Jordan's kid, you know, it's mm -hmm. like Right. Like, my first name is Cam, bro. Like, yeah, I, that's Steve. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? You little Steve. It's like, yo, I'm not even a junior. Yeah. My older brother. Well, <laughs> well, your, well, your dad could be Michael Jordan. You really have some shoes to fill. <laughs> but just, the, just the fact that you got that a last Jordan. Name, a Jordan exactly. is already, yeah. Right. Do no. you feel some some type of way? No, to see, that, that's, a, that's a whole nother theory. If, if if my dad was Michael Jordan, like, or, or you know, Madge Johnson, or, you know, all them old players, like, you don't really see too many, like, Hall of Fame kids, yeah, kids being successful, being right. successful, right? Like right. you know, like you don't see, you know, you see. Wait, why why like, do you think that is? Sure. Why do why do you do you have a theory behind that? Because I got a theory behind that. I want to hear your theory behind. I mean, I've got I've got two separate theories on this. One, they didn't have access to the the training, the everything that we had True. now. And two, uh, you know, the money was different. Like you know, if you, okay, I get Michael Jordan's making twenty eight million dollars, but guys like Scotty was making one point seven. Right, right. You know what I'm right. saying he was you you put him in top ten of all time type player. You know, Mac Johnson. I don't know what he made in his career, but it wasn't what it wasn't what James Harden's making now. It wasn't mm -hmm. what you know Mike Conley's making. It's not mm -hmm. you know the, the in, in terms of football for sure. Like I yeah. remember my dad as a six time Pro Bowler. Uh, his first year's payout. I remember he showed me his stub. Like, hey, this is what I made my rookie year. It was like thirty two thousand dollars, thirty seven thousand, wow. thirty seven thousand dollars. He was trying to buy a Porsche, and Porsche was twenty. <laughs> you, know? you can't like, get that, pop. That. Like, <laughs> like your whole right. first year's check. Well, after taxes, your came out to like twenty eight grand, and you trying to buy a Porsche at twenty two. 
Mm-hmm. So he's be- living well beyond his means. That's what I'm saying. So like his pops, his pops had to call him. Like, take, take can't that do that. Yeah, like that was that. that was his first story. Like that's not you. You can't afford it. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, mm-hmm. I'm gonna tell you a story. I was mm-hmm. I was kind of like I was the same way. But you know what that did for me? Because when I got in the league, like my first second year uh, in the league, I saw guys like Lee Woodall, Jerry, uh, Brian, uh, Bryant Young. All these guys, they had they had the S five hundred, they had the S six hundred back then, bro. Them things was nice. It's equivalent to what you know people rolling Maybachs and the Rolls Royces and mm-hmm. and the, the, the SUVs. So I, I honestly I was like that too. I kind of lived beyond my means a bit too. Once I took care of my mom and bought her a house, I had like an Explorer come out, you know, straight out right. of college. So that was that was sort of like a treat to myself. But then I get my first year. I'm driving to the facility every day. I'm passing by all these Mercedes, these Benzes. I'm like, man. So I end up buying me one too. Like it was a stretch. So I'm just like, that <laughs> motivated me to, but I knew that I shouldn't have been buying it, but I bought it anyway because I wanted to fit in. I wanted to look good, even though my my skill set, my talents hadn't really warranted. Your, your talent was a Toyota. Your talent was a Toyota. <laughs> right, right. So yeah, honestly, that motivated me to do well on the football field because like you said, like you said, I was a Toyota driving, <laughs> driving, driving a Benz. So I can, I can definitely relate because you want to feel, you want to feel like you fit in. You know what I mean? Even though, like I said, your, your bank account, that bank stuff, it doesn't reflect that. But like I said, that's, that's one of the responsibilities, you know, that you have going in as a rookie, a second year guy is really kind of managing, managing your finances. And that's how a lot of guys kind of get in trouble. Absolutely. Look, I mean, my dad told me that story and I was like, yeah, I hear you. So I get to the league and I'm like, I'm like, all right, cool. Like the, the most sound advice he'd ever told me was like, Hey, one car, one mm-hmm. house, one mm-hmm. girl. And I was like, I was like, one girl. He's like, think about it. One yeah. car, one house, one girl. Yeah. Now, <laughs> a house? You're going to pour money into a house. You're going to get yep. that. You're going to get that back. If you buy, if you buy a reasonable house, now mm-hmm. if you go spend a multi-million dollars on a house, that shrinks the market. And I'm over here at 21. Like, what are you talking don't about? Even get it right. right. Uh, look, hey, I didn't even get it. I, he's like one car. I was like one car. My first year, me and Mark Ingram go like he goes and test drives this R8. I was like, bet I'm gonna go get you. Like you got the black one. I'm gonna go get the white one. Oh, I, sat, yeah. I sat. In, I sat in the car. I was like, my daddy said one car. What? One car. <laughs> Your daddy said, don't do it. Hey, right. <laughs> I had already, already, already bought this uh, 2011 Tahoe straight out. Like you know, I, I come out, I'll come out of there, whatever. It's a lockout year. I'm like, yo, all right, so I got, you know, I got like 50K in the bank. And I'm like, I'm big baller status in my mind. Mm-hmm. You go from right. $1,200 stipends to start $1,100 stipend checks in college. And that's going all towards renting up in Northern California. Like mm. a, three bedroom, a three bedroom apartment going for 2,800. And you, you spend your check 1,100. I'm a, like, I'm barely flexing out for cable and yeah. I got to call my pops and, hey, can I get a couple of dollars? And like, and after sophomore year, he was like, no. All right. <laughs> go bad. learn. Hey, oh, you go yeah. learn today. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. So <laughs> I get to leave. I bought a I bought a Tahoe. And at the end of my first year, I'm like, all right, I started 15 after 16 games. I'm poised for, you know, this next year. Like, I'm gonna be that dude soon. And you know, like they're gonna put me on third down. I'm really gonna show them who I am. But it was like I'm sitting in this car and I'm sitting like I didn't already test drove Mark's car. I didn't I didn't <laughs> went with Mark 40 up, you know, on the back on the back streets. I was yeah. like, this me in this car. And then two things stopped me. It was like sitting there. I was like, how much? He was like a buck, whatever it was, like a buck 20. And I was like, I ain't never spent a hundred grand on nothing. Uh, nothing. <laughs> and then it was like, it was like, my daddy said one car, one house, one girl. I ain't right. got a girl yet. Mm-hmm. I was like, so I can get two cars instead <laughs> of getting. <laughs> I, was like, that's what I, was I was like, I ain't got a girl or a house yet. Like, I was like, nah. but if I buy this car, is that going to affect me getting a house? Right, like, you know right. What? I'm gonna hold yeah. on to like, this house. So my third year, I got a house. I was like, "You good. right?" I was like, "I'm glad I didn't spend that bread." Like, good Arizona, keep me straight. That's good. That, but that's, that's, great. that's me a, a lot of people don't even sit down and ponder it and think about it like you did with number one, number two. Then they definitely don't make the right decision a lot of times as well. So uh, that's you know, awesome for your for your dad to give you that information. I needed it. Hey, look, you needed he that. Had, real he talk. Didn't drop that one. I probably would have been in in the R eight and been moved yeah. on. Like, yeah, you would have eight like, And what's the next? You know. 
it was like at the time it was like John Vilma was in, you know, if you got vets, if you got if you're a yeah. vet team, you got nice whips on nice whips. Oh, and young already. kids be looking like, damn, I need to catch up. Yeah. So, you know, John Vilma had a Rari, Will Smith had a Rari, somebody else had like I think we had a Brady Franklin had a rape. And you, you you a kid like you a kid coming from college, you see somebody in a rape, like you just Oof. looking like yeah, so impressive. That's what I'm saying. My, <laughs> my boy got a 300. It looked just something. Yeah, look nothing like the real thing. Damn. So man. I'm I'm trying I'm trying to process this thing that your dad told you to do. One house, one girl, one car. I'm yeah. thinking in my mind, two of the three appreciate you're going to get your ROI. I no. think <laughs> that's that. Wait, wait, that, wait, what are the two? The, the, the woman in the house. I, the one right. The, I, the, I, I, I that's a, that's a, yeah, I that's, a, that's, that's a tweener. Exactly. <laughs> you better pick right. <laughs> no, no. Exactly. Ideal yeah. is going to be the woman in the house. In the house. You, you expect yeah, to get that all right. <laughs> so as he said, he didn't have a girl at the time. I don't know if he got one now. Obviously, like you said, you want to replace that. Hey, like Mary with three kids, T.O. can't go nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> but you did it right, though. You did it hey, right, though. Hey, you applied it at some point. Absolutely. And speaking of money, like you just signed a three-year deal, 52 million, 42 guaranteed. Ooh, with that yeah. Obviously, that's a blessing. With that, so I feel, I, I, know, I know what my answer would be to this because when you feel like now uh, the, the, the organizations, uh, they believe in you, the coaching staff believes in you, your defense believes in you, is that added pressure for you to go out there and play at the top of your game? Added motivation for sure. Pressure? Mm-hmm. Not at all. I mean, if you if if I retire right now, I'm number two on the Saints sacks list, you know, of all times. Mm-hmm. If, I, if I retire right now, I'm five Pro Bowls in. There hasn't been a defender since Ricky Jackson to go five or six Pro Bowls in. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could sit down and say, hey, I gave him my all every play. Nobody could ever say I slacked off. Nobody ever say I, I, ain't, I ain't work hard. Nobody say I wasn't the best in my craft. Like, if I retire today, like, I'm good. I'm straight. My family's good. My bread has been good. You know, my mm-hmm. bread has been good. I probably still got some, some my first, you know, meal or two from my first contract. Awesome. You know what I mean? Like, right, right, that's, right, like that's awesome. Like, I haven't speak, you know, in terms of, of, of chickens, like Marshawn say, you know, you got to protect your chickens. <laughs> protect your chicken, baby. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so all, all that- my, all, like everything's lined up where it's like now I've, I've told my coaches last year before we did the extension, I was like, I don't, I don't like, I want to be proven to to show you that I want to stay here. Mm-hmm. I don't need to stay here. I don't need right. anything but to be focused on what I want to do. I want to be updated. I was like, mm-hmm. I don't want to be a max. Like, I don't want to do a max contract. Me. I was like, I see Khalil Mack making 23. I've had better numbers than Khalil Mack the last three years. It's not about comparing yourself to whoever it is. Yep. If that's like, you always want to put your, your foot forward. It's like, yo, you, you see, you know, somebody get 20 mil, 19 mil, whatever it is. It's mm-hmm. like, what's good for me? I was yeah. like, I want to be here. My dad played for the Vikings for 13 years. I came in and I told the Saints, I was like, I want to win a Super Bowl and I want to win it here. I mm-hmm. need you to give me the best opportunity to do so. I need an extension. Update me. And they look, sort of looked at me and was like, update. I was like, I don't want to be like, I don't want to be the highest paid. Right. I want to know that my spot is secure here so I can gun for legacy. Mm-hmm. I, I, again, so, I, I commend you on that mindset because there's just not a lot of athletes that think like that. So, I, you know, I can say congratulations to that mindset and keep it. Absolutely, keep that mindset. I mean, it's you all know. it's all it's all baby violins, as, as my coaches tell me. My first contract, <laughs> I'm the first rounder, so my first, you know, it was after the lockout year, so I didn't get heavily paid. But my first right. contract was like seven change. My yeah. second contract was fifty five, with possibility to get to sixty. My third mm-hmm. contract is fifty two and a half. Already, you, know, you, you you winning, you yeah, winning look, right now. <laughs> look, as as you know, as me and you know, wifey had told me, like we've we've hit a lottery. Mm-hmm. Like the lottery is the, the talent that we're given. Now we can always strike another, you know, another gold plot. You can always mm-hmm. like, hey, I, I hit the end of the rainbow. Mm-hmm. What? Right. We so still with, yeah. So so with that being said, obviously, like you're 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 the staple. I think you're the backbone of that defense. You and maybe someone else. Um, now, like you said, you want to hearing you talk and hearing that passion. And honestly, like I said, you're taking a sacrifice, a gamble to not go out and try to be the highest paid. With that being said, you want to win a championship in New Orleans. Is the is the window closing? And when I say that, do you think obviously, you know, I think they're I think they've you guys have extended Drew Brees, right? 
Or yeah, if not, they're yeah, he coming back. Yeah. Two, like two like more years. Yep. yep. Right. So with that being said, I know a lot of people, like I said, going into this this year, everybody felt like the window's closing. Obviously, he's up in age. I feel like he can be very, very pr- productive. Like I said, I don't look at someone's production based on their age. But with what you just said, you're younger. The defense is young. Do you think with an aging Drew Brees that you guys and he has enough talent and skill set to continue to get to the Super Bowl? Because like I said, that like I said, the window is marrying in and it's closing for Drew Brees. Oh, that's nice. That's realistic. But I mean, no, I look I look right. at I look at Drew Brees as, you know, one of the one of the greatest to do it, if not the mm-hmm. greatest to do it. Right. And now that you got Tom Brady in the conference, in my mm-hmm. mind, I don't even have to worry about Drew retiring until Tom retires. Once yeah. Tom retires, then it like then, Drew may, like, like they compete. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's sort of like a battle <laughs> of attrition between those two. But beyond that, you know, we had Teddy Bridgewater in building. Teddy Bridgewater goes out to Carolina. I thought that was going to be a future. But then we bring in Jameis Winston, who just threw for 5,100 yards. Mm-hmm. And everybody, everybody's like, but he had 30 interceptions. But he had 33 um, touchdowns. Yeah. But he's telling him, he just got LASIK. He just got LASIK. Just got LASIK. So, so now he can actually see things. He can see. <laughs> so, 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 look, I'm like, I'm like, the sky's the limit. Like, everybody's talking about this window. I was like, I hear you, but when one door closes, another door opens. I agree. And our franchise is doing everything in Billings. Try and push this to, to be a better mm-hmm. offense. We talk about if, if Drew decides to retire in the next two years, you have Jameis Winston. Mm-hmm. You have somebody who's proven that he can throw the rock. He believes it. I don't like I'm a, I'm gonna say he's he, you can't the, the greatest thing about Taysom is you can't peg him in a role. Right. Like he could be quarterback one play and then you see it, he might play safety this year. The boy yeah. the boy does everything. Athlete, crazy athlete. Man, if you ain't lying, he might be punting for that's <laughs> he might be punting this year. Look, look, he's one of he's one of those rare cases like boy, he an athlete with the P. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. I mean, so with, with the, again, with you guys' division, you, I mean, you got Matt Ryan, like you say, you got Brady now, uh, Carolina now has Teddy. Like, if you guys don't even win that division, you can, st- if you even get to the playoffs out of that division, you're still contending for the Super Bowl. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? I mean, a couple years ago, what was it? Three, yeah, three years ago. It was like three of our, you know, it was Matt Ryan, Julio Jones in, mm-hmm. in the playoffs. It was, and Devontae Freeman was out there. That was right, right there when he was hoofing. It mm-hmm. was, um, it was Cam Newton and, and you know Carolina. It was yep. Then it was yeah. us. It was three. It was three of us. So we've done it before. Yeah. Now you know this year they still yeah. got they still got to come see us. We're in terms of NFC South. We've been mm-hmm. champions years in a row. We are a big man on, on mountain until you get knocked off the mountain in the South. Absolutely. Right. So so who's the team to beat? Now you just said you you just mentioned Tom <laughs> Brady and the Bucks. Uh, obviously you have yourself. Ash, Ash, Drew Brees. Ash, the Saints Ash, are the team to beat. He just said. Big on the hit. Hey, hey, I just wanted some clarity so the people you know can't say that I said or Matt or Hat said this and that. I wanted to hear it come from your mouth. Show them, Cam. I, there ran, you go. I randomly have one of these out here. Like it's just sitting there. Like there's three other hats somewhere, you know, just from the last three years. Yeah. So until you become a champ, how can you be a champ? Okay, cool. So you just called, you just, I just heard, you know, recently you just called Tom Brady the second greatest uh, quarterback of all time. So absolutely. Who, is that is that safe to say? You're talking Drew Brees about that. You're saying is number one? Drew Brees is number one? Yeah, number nine. Yeah, yeah I'll go number nine. Then uh-huh. I'll go number 12. Okay. And then I might throw in, you know, a John Elway type and then, but, okay. you know, then it gets it gets sketchy from there. You know, for me personally, I'm a you, 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 you lost me with John Elway. You lost me there. You lost I mean, me. that's what that's like a consensus. Yeah. Everybody likes to throw in John Elway, and I don't oh, know yeah, where yeah. it comes from. Yeah, 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 yeah. You threw me, you threw me <laughs> off of that. I mean, you threw me Elway, off. Of that. Elway is up there for me. Elway that's is up there for me. What you know, me. Over Joe Montana. You know, no, I didn't. I didn't skip over. Over. He was just kind of going over his top five and not putting them in uh, an order. Uh, yeah, but he's like, okay. Breeze, Breeze is one. Brady is two, and then everybody else is like three to five, and they can kind of go. That would, that, would be, that would be the clarification. Okay. It's like you can fight okay. for everything beyond one and two, but you're not going to deny somebody who broke all the records, who's thrown more five thousand yard seasons. Nobody's done more than than Drew in terms of quarterback. And then okay. you can't deny rings. So you mm-hmm. put somebody who has like when you say rings, you think Tom Brady in Absolutely. terms of football. Absolutely. So you throw so, you throw him up there, and then so from everywhere else you can okay. fight. Dan okay, Reno, so, John so, Elway, Aaron Rodgers, so you know Steve me. Young. You can throw any everybody else. You can throw in. 
you know, whoever you whoever. want. So give me your give me your defensive ends then. Give me your five defensive ends. Since I you know, let's go of all time. Like, uh, I mean, because you know, you know what? I got a, I got even a better question for you. Like, because you know, like if you're a receiver, you're always on the other side. You kind of want somebody else. You like said when Jerry was on one side, she was on the other side. So if you were like playing right now, going into a season, you could bring back any defensive end to put on the other side of you. Who would you bring back to play with? Ooh, that's I, I don't even have to think about that. Come on, now I was born in Minnesota. I'm from Eden Prairie, technically. I claim Arizona, but I'm from Minnesota. I'm bringing back Chris Dolman. Me, Chris Dolman. If I, if, I, if I had a if I had a dream team of like D linemen from spanning the spanning the globe or spanning the times, it'd be me, Chris Dolman. I put Reggie White at a three, and then I mean, I honestly it depends if I can catch them at their prime. Like as a nose tackle, I'd either put. Big Kevin Williams in the middle, or I put, mm. uh, damn, or I put Keith Millard. Keith Millard had like a seventeen sack. But honestly, I might man. even I might even throw Warren Sapp. Like yo, if Warren Sapp was in my in my interior, now mm-hmm. I'm mixing. I'm, okay. I'm big mixing. Okay, I like that. I like now, that. <laughs> I'll say if I if hey, I, that's I, a, I, hey, that's a D line. I just I just like I don't know if I need more. Like I have guys who can one play the run because when you talk about just. Defensive end, everybody thinks mm-hmm. just pass rushers. I right. think you can play the run and at the same yeah. time get after the pass rush. Right. And like, you, kind of, you kind of took pride in that through your career of not just being a pass rush guy. You wanted to be able to play the run in the pass during your career. Absolutely. I, I came out in college. I was like, I th- feel like I'm the most complete defensive end, mm-hmm. you know, in college. In that terms of, you know, playing the run and getting after the pass. And I don't think I, I won't excel in either 3-4 or 4-3. I think I can do it all. And they're like, yo, you're – 287 pounds, you can't play 4-3 DN. Mm. Let, me, Bro, let me show you. Let yeah, me like, show you. Like, <laughs> stop, like, stop telling me what I can't do just because most 4-3 defensive ends are 265 pounds. You right. think about Trahan, you think 260, 265. Mm-hmm. You know, you think about everybody who's come before me in positions, it's either 3-4 or 4-3 or whatever it is. But so? Isn't that the yeah. point of us moving forward, us evolving, us being better people? Yeah. Yep. So I, I heard those names. I, I was thinking... Could you kind of, you know, for me, you give me the style and your aggressiveness, almost like a Dwight Freeney. I was, I was, I was thinking that maybe you would throw him in the meat in the midst. Cause Di- Dwight Freeney was a dog. He was hell coming off that ball, dog. Absolutely. Hell, he, 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 about three he steps, was, and you knew the spin was coming. He couldn't stop the spin. Yeah. Oh, right. pass, pass rush. Elite. Pass rush. Elite pass right. rusher. But I not. Also, not but I also need run. you to hold that edge too. Like there I you also, go. Like I look. Dude, Within that, within my line, I also said because they were a phenomenal run stopper and then right. a phenomenal mm-hmm. passer. So I need, I need both. Yeah. So, because so, second down, you ain't gashing us for nothing. It stops at the line. Mm-hmm. I, don't, right. I, don't, I don't look behind me to, for help. Like, I don't be like, I don't be like, hey, Demario, like, I need help on this edge. Like, no, this edge is me. Mm-hmm. Like, please don't go down this three, four and shoot, shoot me over to a four eye. I'm looking to be on this edge. I'm, yeah, I'm holding the edge. And then when everything bounces in, I can then help you in a B gap. Like, I'm not so, looking yeah. for help. I'm looking to help. Right. So, this is, so I, I want to ask you a question. Obviously, you, you, you know, obviously the big splash was Tom Brady, you know, going from the AFC, NFC, offseason, the NFC South. There's another addition uh, to the NFC South. Uh, you think about Todd Gurley. Gurley going, you know, uh, you know, going to the Atlanta Falcons. Um, mm. What do you think about what he could possibly bring to the Atlanta Falcons? And do you think that's uh, a possible you know, threat to you guys, you know, from a from a defensive standpoint? Absolutely. Uh, when you said NFC edition, uh, I thought you were going to say Emmanuel Sanders to the New Orleans Saints. I was like, <laughs> ain't it? Yeah, that's um, going to help y'all. That that's going to help y'all. Yeah. That's, that's what help. I was saying. I was, like, I was like, you give Mike T, who is a clear cut, you know, one top yeah. receiver in the league r- right, right now. Now you could be like, over the last five years, he's only been in the league four. So I can't give right. you. <laughs> Since right. he's been in, ain't nobody got more ball. Ain't nobody had more reception yards. And, you know, you can't peg what Mike does. You'd be like, oh, he runs the slants. I'm not here for that conversation. We've had that conversation 10 times over. Mm-hmm. If you take his slants away, he still leads the league in, in reception yards this year. Like, I'm not, I'm not here for none of it. Yep. So when you talk about you add in Emmanuel Sanders, who doesn't have to be a clear-cut one, who can come in as a cold number two, mm-hmm. you know, you're looking – now I'm looking like, you know, sort of like the Bucks. Like, we're going to have two receivers going over 1,000 yards. But the difference is right. – we have Alvin Kamara back there. You know, we've got, you know, we taste him. We have, you know, our punt returner. So, we've got 
So it's, it it sounds like you guys have no holes on this team. That's what it man. sounds like. Hatch, look, that's, it, that's just it what it sounds like, like, like to me. Man, Hatch, this sounds like look, it sounds like we're on the same wavelength right now. So when, uh, yeah. you know, when T.O., when you said, you know, what, is, what does Todd Gurley do for the addition of, of the Atlanta Falcons? I don't know. Whatever it gets them the number two in the NFC South, I don't Right. Whatever because yeah, right. they ain't gonna be one. So whatever gets <laughs> hey, them the number two, whatever hey, it don't matter. I feel you. It's, I'm just, it's our I'm position just, to lose. I'm just trying to create some problems for you guys because it doesn't look like y'all have you're going to be having any. So I'm just trying to create some controversy. And speaking of controversy, uh, there's been a lot of uh, little noise going back and forth between Mike Thomas and, and Devontae Adams uh, on the uh, on the Twitter. Uh, so no, Devontae, Devontae, Devontae Parker. I thought it was Devontae Adams too. I was like Devontae I, I Parker. Hey, Devontae yeah, is cold. Yeah. I was like, yeah. I was like, Tay Adams like over Green Bay. He nice. And I was like, oh, Devontae Parker. I had to look him up. The, yeah, the Dolphins. Dolphins. Yeah, yeah, Parker. Yeah, so yeah, this guy, like I said, he hasn't. I don't really know much, much about Devontae Parker, but the fact that you know he's 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 chirping at one of the greatest receivers right now in the game, Michael Thomas. Like, how does he even have a leg to stand on? And, and, and I don't think he does. The, That's why my T has, you don't have a seat at the table. Like right. nobody, has, you're not even sitting down at the table. What right has the Dolphins done to, as of late, to be honest, for him to even be chirping like that? So obviously, he must be feeling really good about some person. No, he must be feeling real good about them, about himself with the number one draft pick and Tua tag of a lower this year. So he feels like, I guess, you know, that energy that Tua has brought to the Miami Dolphins, it is really spilling onto the social media, you know, media world because he's chirping at Mike Thomas, who is arguably right now one of the top uh, receivers in the league. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, look, at some point, I'm not even sure how it happened. I just, we were talking about it today. He's like, well, you saw, you saw what happened? I was like, no, what happened? Look, I had to look it give up. Me, give me the gossip. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, dang, like, I'm at, the, I'm at the crib with the kids, so I'm not catching all the gossip. Like, fill me in. Right. I'm, I'm getting in. So then I'm looking at him like, oh, yeah, you don't want to challenge Mike. Look, they said Devontae. I was like, Devontae Adams? I was like, you know, like, Devontae's cold. So right, right. He, yeah, you got to see the table. They said Devontae right. Parker. And I was like, oh, he had 1,200 yards this year. And then you look at his career, you're like, yeah, he had 1,200 yards this year. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> 200 yeah. yards. 1200. He had a good year this year. And yeah, he had really a great year only, this year. Only for yeah, he's, he's, feeling, uh, he's feeling yeah. himself right now. He's feeling himself. Hey, you got to. You know, when you get that first, you know, I remember my first 10 sack season, you know, the first thousand yards is real. Like it's a threshold. You I'm a big <laughs> right. now. So, Unstoppable, huh? Yeah. Right, right, so right. you gotta you gotta, you know, you gotta act accordingly. You, you know, you can't you can't be you can't be a, a, a puppy out there talking. You gotta be a big dog at all times. Yeah. So I understand it. You just happen to be talking to Mike T. And Mike T gonna be like, you know, look, we don't I don't even know if we play the Dolphins. He might circle that on a day, like can't wait to see right, right, play. right. Right, right. That's not the smoke you want. No, right. Well, right. I, shoot, playing again, talking about playing this season. How is it gonna make you feel if you guys play without fans this season? Is it gonna affect you at all? It doesn't sound like it, but it, you know, it, it won't affect oh, road games for sure. I mean right, right, right. In terms of the noise that you know New Orleans brings, that's that's a changing factor for sure. You talk about third, sure. you know, quarterback trying to do audibles, trying to motion someone in. That's right. dead in, in the dome. Right, right, right. So now, so now it's really like every game's an away game. So I mean, mm-hmm. can we adjust? Absolutely. Do I want to? No. I love when like that vision starts to blur a little bit. Like it gets so loud in the fourth quarter. Like it's yeah. fourth quarter, third and like twelve. Everybody's Turn that music like, all up. That, like all <laughs> that. You hyped up. Look, your heart beating like that, like that's that added thunder that you need. Like you, it's like the most crucial game, like game plan gets put into play. And that's where it's like, yo, like I know he can't hear. So I'm getting off this pill. Like I'm off the rock before the mm-hmm. offensive lineman is like, mm-hmm. I know your count. You can't change your count. I'm looking at the, I'm looking at the time clock. It's, you know, once it gets past like nine, now it's our first sound. Like you now it's know. really a track race. Like you got to show me that you are happy today. Like that, right. that's that's that sort of like that sort of helps that pendulum swing in our favor. Yeah. So yeah, to piggyback on what uh, what Hatch is saying, obviously there's will be an adjustment, obviously with the fan participation. Um, I know obviously the NBA they're obviously going to implement like a no fan uh, in the stands type of rule. So, but what I've heard, I guess the NFL may be experiencing. Just say there's you had you guys you know, stadium holds sixty five thousand. They're trying to maybe implement to where maybe fifteen thousand. Uh, of those fans to, I guess, adhere to the somehow the social distancing. Uh, they'll bring in fifteen thousand fans. So even with that, that's a. I don't know if that's going to give you guys an edge or whatever. But I know when I played, I know I'm sure Hatch played when we got ready to go on the road game. 
you know, uh, our practices like on Thursday, Friday, the coaches brought in the, the crowd noise. Is that something that you up. feel like? Yeah, music. Yeah, do you feel, do you think, you know, obviously just say if it's limited with 15,000 fans, do you think there's going to be some crowd noise, you know, pump in to kind of make up for what's not there in the stands? I think that would be a great idea too, especially if you kind of, you know, time it to where when you're a fan, you guys are doing something like today, they pump that extra uh, crowd noise in there. Nah, I mean, you know, for for pumping in crowd noise, I leave that to Atlanta. But that being said, at fifteen thousand, you know, at fifteen thousand fans or whatever, whatever they decide. I mean, again, it'll just have a road game feel to it. You know, it'll be loud for us, but uh, you know, it might not, it not, might not be the loudest. So it's something mm-hmm. that we'll just, you know, treat like a like an away game. I expect there to be no issues except for me missing the fans. I'm like. What? Man, that's your your people, yeah. The that's fans. what I'm saying. Like third down, I need one of these. Yeah, you gotta get. Comes. Like I feel yeah. like I, I helped that. Like I, huh? And they, ah! I'm like, yeah. Yeah, you control that. You control that. Yeah, all that's right. what I'm saying. Right. That's funny. So you know, one thing we do on this show, we always like to talk about. Um, we have a um, social media segment, um, and we like want to kind of ask you: Do you have anything or anyone that kind of trolled you on your social media, where you had to like pop back or fire back from your social media point of view? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm here yeah, for the for the give, trolls. Give us one. Give us one of the trolls you was talking That's about. Saying, like, you know, whatever, <laughs> whatever it is. Some like some sometimes they get big mad. Like, uh, especially this last year or two or three or whatever it is. You know, um, I think I think the funniest bit was probably like four years ago or whatever it was the year I sent. Uh, Cam Newton, a, a bottle of Jordan Cabernet. You did do that. That was you. I remember that. <laughs> no. It's a phenomenal. It's not a cheap, like, $5 chuck. Like, it's that not, was good. Not it's a good bottle of wine. And That's it was good. the third time we beat the Panthers in a row. We, we talking about, you know how hard it is to game plan for Cam yes. Newton? Yeah. He's, right, right. He, he's 260 pounds. He runs a 4-5. Like mm-hmm. we talk about a cheat code to the to the system. Yeah, yeah. You can also sling this rock 60, 60 yards deep. Now he just didn't have a receiver to sling it to after Steve Smith left. But right, right. you know what I'm saying? Like that's not, you know, whatever way <laughs> you have you have to game plan Cam Newton. Like you don't be like, oh, you know, he's got an amazing arm, he's gonna sit in the pocket. Cam Newton will run 70 yards from sideline to sideline, mm-hmm. find an open, and then take off and for 13. There you go. Yeah. Like, <laughs> even if you hit him, he'll bounce off, roll out, and then streak your ass for a smooth forty-five. Yeah, yeah. Man, Cam, are you are you are you surprised that Cam doesn't have a job right now? Absolutely. I'm shocked. I, I'm really yeah, in shock. Absolutely. Like you know, we when I thought about it, like we were we were talking about it earlier. I think I, I dropped a tweet. I was like, yo, I was like, if Cam would have come through, you call <laughs> me by my middle name. Like I'm good, bro. <laughs> right. But I mean, just, yeah, I, I, that's probably like the biggest, like the biggest one. Like Carolina probably h- hates me now. Like I still get random tweets. Like you would send a broom to our quarterback, but like ah, I yeah, yeah. in there. Although we <laughs> beat him. I mean, I love I, it. I, hey, that 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 makes good ball though. That makes yeah. good stories, good ball. Like I said that 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 story will be around for a long time, brother. Keep doing stuff like that, man. That's good. That's good. That's good stuff. That's, That's what I'm sport. saying. Like, you know, like when, when Atlanta drafted their opposite lineman last year, and I was like, look at this fresh, you know, the fresh meat or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And they like the first game, they they had chip help or like a tight end chip or a running back chip, like every other play. So I got I went sackless. And they're like, yeah, talking all that shit. I'm like, I'm here for it. Like, right. hey, that's the day, bro. Like, we're headed to the playoffs and you're not. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, I get it. Like, before you say anything, let this second game come through. And then, of course, the turkey game happened, and I went for a four-sack game on Thanksgiving. The, like, mm. the, most, the most sacks to ever happen on Thanksgiving happened on this rookie tackle. The most sacks to ever happen against one quarterback happened mm-hmm. during that game. I now have 18 official sacks on Matt Ryan. He's officially mm. my favorite guy. That's your man. That's what I'm saying. That's your man. Now, this rookie is forever a part of my history. Thank oh, th- thank you, rookie. That's I appreciate that. And I young get scale from it. I'm like, I'm like, bro. Before I got drafted to the Saints, I was a Mike Vick fan. You couldn't tell me Algie Crumpler wasn't that dude. Like I used to in the oh. end zone. You know, right. what I'm like, yeah. But I went to the Saints. I got no love for you no more. You know what I'm saying? Like you're not putting up. Yeah. My, my, well, technically, Matt Ryan's helped me put food on the on the plate. For Absolutely. The Do you, 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 you know guys? What? You guys <laughs> play the uh, uh, Panthers this year. Twice. Twice. Twice in the division. No. Okay, so speaking of, you guys going to have your former quarterback that you're going to be facing that helped you guys when, when Drew Brees went down. Five and oh. Five and oh. Um, 
obviously that's a big loss uh, to you guys. Obviously, you guys got a you know an addition with James Winston. So how how do you think you guys will fare out against uh, Teddy Bridgewater, knowing that again this is a guy that you guys at one point in time you guys leaned on him heavily, mightily when Drew Brees went down to continue guys' uh, streak and really helped you guys, you know, obviously, you know, your position in the playoff hunt. So how do you guys think you guys are going to fare out? Obviously, you guys have practiced against him. You guys know him. He knows you guys. This is going to be right. a great matchup. This is going to be a must-see game. Right. I mean, you talk about, you know, they have the wide receiver core, DJ Moore, uh, who's growing into a receiver. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they went to go get Robbie Anderson, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so they exactly. actually – I mean, he's more weaponized than Cam Newton has, and you have CMC back there. You, yeah, Christian you know, you ain't really no joke. Christian right. McCaffrey exactly. ain't no joke. You really don't want to see him at an open field coverage on a linebacker. I mean, yeah. he's, he's a problem. Um, so he's weaponized for sure, 100%. Oh, man, I'm, I'm rooting for the company. I think the Panthers going to get y'all, dog. Oh, they hey, – <laughs> hey, Cam, hey, Cam send T something when y'all beat him. Send him something when y'all beat him. Him and Shannon Sharp been drinking, drinking. Yeah, no, drinking, no, no, drinking. No, no, me, and, me and Shannon, we don't even drink the same thing. First of all, um, uh, I'm just saying, dog, the way that Teddy Bridgewater played, bro, he honestly, he probably could have played throughout the rest of the season, you know, Absolutely. given, you know, that. that Absolutely. That, you go 5-0, and oh, you you have a chance. If you Absolutely. Been like, hey, we're going to ride the hot hand, you ride the hot hand, yeah. but you so, we decided so to ride I, the, the tail I, of the, so, the Right, so I'm just trying to factor things in here. Like I said, you just said, you mentioned the two guys, the, yep. the receiver Moore, uh, Anderson, DJ, he's weaponized. You got CMC in the backfield. You know, now you got, you know. I'm you just got, here trying to bring in the pay-per-views. I like the way it sounds on paper. Hey, hey, Come on in. Bring it on in. Come on in, baby. All that sounds good. You know, what else, you know what else is good on paper? Ink. So that don't mean nothing to me. Nuts. So, nuts. <laughs> Him, bro, is I if I had to go with somebody, I'm right because I, I, I y'all don't y'all don't went to the NFC Championship like three uh, playoffs the last three years. Y'all didn't make it, so it's got to be somebody else new on the forefront. So I'm riding with the Panthers, bro. I love it. I love it because hey, at the end hey. of the day, you still got to clown that hill. And guess who's at the so, top of the hill, T.O.? Hey, nine, hey, nine, hey, and nine, nine four, nine and nine four. No doubt. Teddy Bridgewater may have something to say because, like I said, he knows y'all defense like probably like the back of his hand now, bro. You don't Absolutely. think he's going to be relaying some of that information to that? It don't matter. Hey, but you don't you don't think they got something for him though? Yeah, I mean, we come know, on, man. Know. They go they know how to game plan him. Right. It doesn't, okay. listen, but it doesn't Sounds matter. Good. Like who's you better, who's? hey, you better hope Mike Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders come to play. You just better hope. That. Why wouldn't they know, come to play? I don't know. If we have to bring our offense for the Panthers. Marshawn Lattimore is shutting down, shutting down Robbie Anderson. I think he has zero catches for zero catches in two games with the Jets when we played him. Um, talk Tell about him Tell uh, him like, you talk about Jack Rabbit, who, who's going to cover DJ Moore. That's that's done. Demar Davis can cover whatever tight end they bring in to replace Greg Olson. That's done. Now you have, you have Christian McCaffrey, which we've dealt with because we beat them twice last year and we beat them three times a year, two years, three years ago. Tell so we dealt with the Christian McCaffrey. At some point, you know, you say you bring in Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater is a phenomenal quarterback. And we beat the brakes off of them when he was over there with the Minnesota Vikings. And I've, I've sacked him before. I've sacked Tom Brady before. So these are all quarterbacks I've had proven. So, yeah, be, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm with you, Cam. Y'all the king of the, y'all the, king of the hill. Yeah, so the until hill. somebody dethrones the champs, the champ here. There you go. Look at this guy. Yeah, you. I hope you. I hope you froze. <laughs> I hope that's your camera, not your just regular face. <laughs> I didn't, look, I just saw that he froze. Yeah, like, he better, no, he, I didn't. I, 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 I'm just astonished, though. I am astonished at what just came out your mouth. The, the truth. Just, though, look. Back. He, no, gave you facts. Facts. He, he just gave I you hope, facts. He didn't give you first, his opinion. First of all, I hope Teddy Bridgewater sees this, and I hope he is. I hope he is offended. I hope he's pissed off to the highest point of pissativity that the stuff that just came out your mouth. Because the fact that you just remotely brought out what he did in Minnesota into this conversation has nothing to do with what he did in Minnesota. I'm thinking about what he did with the New Orleans Saints last year. You're only good as your last game. And what I know and what I saw, this kept balled out. This, this, is, a new, this is a new Teddy Bridgewater, a resurgent. This, also, this is a better Teddy Bridgewater. He's more physical. He moves better. He's more confident. Hey. And But they hey. don't have the offensive hey. line that we have. They don't we have, have the, the, they don't have the roster. We got two of the top 
Four tackles in the league. Ooh, I can't wait. I can't. They don't have the I don't even, I don't even know the tackles has. names in Carolina. It's guy you, you don't need to know all that. Let me tell you something. I cannot. I can I cannot wait to the season because I'm working on a. I'm, I'm working on a, a, a wine collection myself. I'm working yeah. on a brand of wine myself. So soon as I get this underway, and and Teddy Bridgewater and the Carolina beat y'all. Trust me. Be looking for something in your locker. Cause I'm sending you. I'm sending you my wine. I'm sending you my wine, baby. Trust that, me. Is it filled with tea or tears? <laughs> no, it's, it's going to no. be tea. Like, I'm a, I'm a, it's, not, it's not tea, y'all. It's just going to be tea. Doesn't matter. Over the 16 games, they can oh. scrap for one win. It doesn't I, matter. I, I'm sending you some wine and some popcorn. Hmm. <laughs> there you go. That's that's I'm, I'm with that. I'm yeah. sending you some I, wine I prefer and popcorn. popcorn if you're going to send it. I mean. <laughs> you're gonna get what you're gonna get what I send you. That's what you're gonna get. I cannot wait. Oh, I can't wait. I, boy, I am a Ted. I, what's is he? Is he gonna have the same number this year? I'm gonna go get my Teddy Bridgewater jersey. Go get your five. Go <laughs> oh, get you that five. Oh, Oh, hey, man. I got nothing. I got nothing but the highest respect for Teddy. You got nothing but love for him. Absolutely, absolutely. You gonna have more. Respect I love. I love that he came through. Like I thought he was gonna, he was gonna stay here and be our future. Yeah, but, yeah, me too. But True. somebody threw a twenty-something mil, and I said, I gotta just, go. Yeah, gotta go. I gotta go. For him, well deserved, especially with the injury that he had. And I hate when guys like, especially African American quarterback, you have injuries. You know, they kind of just bounce around. But he just showed he was true to his faith. True to the dedication and work ethic, and just the the Saints. I give a hats off and a big applause to the Saints just of mm-hmm. giving him and giving him that opportunity. And, and the, when the opportunity arose, he was there. He took Absolutely. a full advantage of it. Yeah, yeah. Saints is a great organization, man. Like I say, Cam, I, can, yeah. I commend you. Like I say, your mindset in today's professional right. athletes—they don't think like you. So keep leading those right. young fellas down there in New Orleans and, and really across the whole NFL and uh, across professional sports. But like, yeah, thank you yeah, for coming on, is, man. Get your popcorn ready yeah. podcast. We thanks for having you on, yeah. brother. We, you know, yeah, love. yeah. We need, we, we, we need more voices like, like you and others to rally everybody around. I'm disappointed. I don't know. I, I, I'm not going to solely hold you to this, but I'm disappointed as it, with the players as a whole that you guys signed this CBA that really doesn't benefit you guys. I thought, you know, you guys would have gotten together and taken a page out of the NBA. These guys collectively getting back, getting together and understanding the leverage that they have, you know, versus the owners. Because again, you know, the league is made up of 70, 70 plus percent of, of minorities. But I thought what should have been on that table, that CBA uh, agreement was health insurance and guaranteed contracts. Obviously you got your money, but I think about just the, the, the history uh, for for so long where, you know, you guys have worked so hard. Guaranteed money is hard to come by. And like I said, everybody's not going to be able to see that type of money. Like I said, as hard as we have worked in the league, we deserve guaranteed money considering the money that the the NFL generates, which is more than the NBA and Major League Baseball combined. So I just felt like, you know, guys like yourself, Drew Brees, the Tom Brady's, uh, this, this is what you guys should have put at the forefront uh, with the NFLPA to get that done. But like I said, you got your money, but I, like as, as Hat said, we appreciate what you have brought to the game, but we need more voices like yourself uh, to kind of help these younger guys and kind of see the big picture at the end of the day. Oh, absolutely. Look, at this point, you know, we could say, you know, I was one of I was one of those guys that wasn't NFLPA rep saying, you know, but I was still avidly speaking out like, no, don't sign this. You know me, I'm against right. it. You know, my again, when you just talk about legacy here, my dad was on the front lines of the picket line and, and, you know, back in the 80s. So I know exactly what it is to strike. And at the same time, you have guys, but then you have, you know, the guys that are just like, no out loud, like, hey, I'm a no, but clearly voting yes. You know, mm, when, I, when I'm talking to right. different guys, it's like, yo, I'm going no. Hell no, dog. Like, you know, I'm talking to, you know, to Richard Sherman, who's just speaking out exactly right. I am. Ain't no way we signed this. You know, I, I'm looking for for my, myself personally. I'm like, I need health insurance for the older guys. Like you, you've seen the Keith Browner seniors, you beaten down, broken down. You know, I don't want to speak it and speak about it, but you talk about Junior Seau and the mental concussions that he right. had, everything that led to his demise. You talk about, you know, some of the greater players that have gone through so many hits, so many different concussions. It's like, why can't we extend out better health care? Why can't we push for, you know, more money put towards older older guys? Because we will one day be older guys. But at the end of the day, it's like after you talk to everybody, like, yeah, I'm a no, I'm a no, I'm a no. You come back and it's an overwhelming yes. Right. You're sitting there like, yeah, right. Yeah. But it, yeah, and the thing is, they're like, not going to experience uh, it. They're they're not going to they're not going to feel it right now. 
But just wait. Even when I, you're going to experience, I know I've experienced it, had this experience. Five years after you're done, your health insurance expires. Then you're going to have an, you're going to have a, a, you can file to get an 18 month extension. But after that, it's a wrap. You're going to have to find, you're going to find your own health care. And these guys don't, they, they have no clue and how detrimental that can be to you, your family, because especially if you got kids, that's going to not only affect you personally, but it's going to affect your kids. It's going to affect your family. Because, you know, I know everybody that I, you know, I took care of, they were under my insurance. My kids were under my insurance. You know what I mean? So they don't understand. You know, that's a lot of insurance because he had a lot of kids, B. It, it, it don't matter. That's all right. They, they, they don't matter. They, they no. well, hey, hey, I got the on. biggest I got the biggest respect for somebody who can who, who can deal with that type of stress because I'm, I'm I got, you know, one one partner and then uh-huh. we with our kids. So it's like one person I have to go through. But I, some of the some of the stressful situations, like some of my guys, like has two baby moms, so it's like he got to go talk to two of them, and they each got to be good, and they each like got me though. Like I couldn't imagine. <laughs> like I have more respect for you as an athlete because your energy is just divided by that much. Like, I, <laughs> I just stay that's, that's why he don't sleep. That's why he don't sleep. He got tons of energy. He got bro, tons that, of energy. That, bro, that's just, <laughs> I just stayed focused. You know what I mean? That's how I still enabled to be one of the greatest to play the game. So when you can block out all that noise and don't let that filtrate into what you're, what you're supposed to do on a daily basis, then, hey, it's a recipe for success. No doubt. Like no I said, doubt. I got, well, we I appreciate you. We appreciate you. Yeah, no. hey, we appreciate you, man. We appreciate you letting the people in on what you're doing, kind of enlightening people on uh, the process in, in which it takes to be the, the, one of the greatest, uh, you know, defensive ends in the game. And really, just uh, kind of alerting and, and educating everybody on what's what we should expect, you know, this uh, this upcoming season, man. So I I wish you uh, lots of luck this year, just not against the Panthers, because Teddy Bridgewater's coming. <laughs> oh, look, look, look! Uh, hey, trust the, me, look, the champ look, is here. Hey. The champ is here. We, y'all on top, nine fold. Don't even trip, baby. Y'all on top of the hill. I'm sending you. I'm sending you wine and popcorn. Look, I'm just gonna send you a, a, a what is it, a Floyd Mayweather uh, highlight. You don't have to freak <laughs> out when you when you've been a champ okay. so long. There you okay. go. There you go. Get him straight, Cam. Get him straight, baby. All right, man. Nah. Appreciate you. Thank you. Man. I appreciate you, Cam. Uh, no, All right, my guy. All right, get your popcorn ready podcast with your boy Cameron Jordan from the New Orleans Saints. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Holla. So we just had Cameron Jordan on the show. Yo, I commend that brother. That's a good leader in the community. We need more guys like him. No uh, doubt. Again, I, I, the leadership that he, you know applies in that locker room for that for a good team don't forget that's a very yeah, no good doubt. organization yeah. that's a good team and the leaders of that team of course drew Brees on the offensive side but he's definitely the defensive leader um and a team leader as well so i again i can't commend cameron jordan enough for what he's doing you know in the athletic space yeah and absolutely and led by a, a great coach in sean payton i mean he's mm-hmm. uh, definitely a coach not only that leads on the field uh but off the field as well yeah, yeah. So yeah, now we got our three and out segment. Um, so what's th- what's three of the things you take away from the show today? Yeah. So people that are, are listening, uh, we always have this three and out segment, and that's really you know three takeaways from you know between the both of us of what we kind of gotten was surprising uh, from the co- uh, from the conversation. And I think you know number one for me was that the fact that you know I, I've never heard this from from an athlete that. You know, they they didn't want to be the highest paid, but obviously there's some method to his madness. Uh, he's obviously a guy that's very thought out, um, you know, family man. Um, he wants to end his career uh, there with the New Orleans Saints. So I thought that was very, very surprising that he didn't want to be the highest paid. Um, yeah. But like, hey, uh, 40, 42 million guaranteed. Hey, I, I, I can't <laughs> complain with the guy. And yeah, then yeah. my other one, and then my other one was that uh, I, I, I didn't know because you always have, uh, upon the season and as the season unfolds, you have these highlight guys, whether it's offensive guys, you know, you talk about the Julio Jones, your Tom Brady, your Drew Brees, um, you know, Cameron Jordan, you know, some defensive guys. But the fact that, you know, I, I didn't know because I've always thought of Khalil Mack as one of the top defensive guys. He is, but I didn't know that his stats were better than Khalil Mack. So yeah, that, that was surprising. Yes, again, just last year, uh, Cameron had more sacks than, than he had last year. But again, he's just quietly going along doing his job. Um, what, the third thing that I took from the show, um, again, another reason that he's becoming a leader in the locker room is, again, he could have or his dad gave him the advice when he was a younger gentleman. Um, right. One set or one car, one wife, one house like that theory <laughs> and that process, that thinking to get that early. 
you know, then right, you go, right. he, he goes through the story and like he was sitting there, you know, contemplating, what do I do? And as you know, again, you were young, right? We were both young, had money, and we probably didn't make the right decision. Like, of course, like you said, you, there was a lot of things you did, a lot of money that I spent at times. Like, yeah, I shouldn't have did that. Um, but for him to get that advice and take that advice, and then, of course, him going into his 10th season, you know, uh, being married, having three kids, it seemed like he's doing it the right way. Um, and I think it all starts with that advice he got from his dad. Well, I think you just said it right there. Just the fact that he had a dad, you know, present in his life and he's mm-hmm. gone, he's had that experience to really, you know, to really share that, you know, some of that wisdom that he's embarked upon onto his son. So that, yeah, that was, yep. that, I think number one, that's key. Just having that father figure, male figure, you know, in the ho- in the household or somebody just to lean on was very, very key for his, uh, his level of success. And it's definitely showing and paying off. Absolutely. So thanks for tuning in to Get Your Popcorn Ready podcast with Hatch and T.O. in the building. Tune in next week. Don't forget to subscribe on the Himalaya app or wherever you get your podcasts. No doubt. Subscribe, swipe up, and share. Yeet. Peace.